Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. My co-host, B-Rec Galt, is also here with me. What's up, dude? Not much, man. We're up to uh, week three now. Week Before we know it, the college football season is going to be halfway. Trust me. It goes by quick. Hey, man, you know what also goes by quick? The food from our sponsor, 910 Coastal Barbecue. Dude, hunting season's upon us. They made some smoked dove and in the cast iron with some wild rice uh, about last week. Dude, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, talk about their Jamaican dish as well. It looks little chicken, little rice, little onions, it looks like, little peppers. I mean, it looks fantastic. Dude, anything with jerk chicken, um, you, you got me sold. I mean, honestly, anything on their menu, you have me sold. I mean, like I said, if you go on their – Instagram 910 Coastal Barbecue, just everything on there looks like something you have to try, something you need to try. Hey Amen. That's the daggum truth. You know, since June, they've been giving us the hottest recipes uh, east of the Mississippi. So go ahead, tune in to their Instagram page and give them a follow at 910 Coastal BBQ. Uh, that's where you'll find them. And dude, speaking of the Coastal Barbecue, uh, their smoking hot pick last week hit South Carolina minus two. And I'm telling you, it was a sweat. Good job. I was nervous about that game. It hit barely. It was I, bad. Yeah, it wasn't good. Let's just say that. I mean, I, I know you guys were sweating on that pick. Yo, I mean, I put the most units on that game. And, dude, I mean, they had touchdowns called back, like – flags every other plate. South Carolina, they're Georgia. We'll get into the games. Yeah. Georgia might cover a big old spread this week because I don't know if South Carolina is um, any better than who did Georgia have last week? Uh, Alabama Birmingham. <laughs> and they didn't even have JT Daniels. They had Stetson Bennett from uh, last year. Yeah. So he actually, that- he actually played pretty well too. Yeah, he did. That line was 31 and a half in South Carolina. Might not cover. If you look at every team that's undefeated, South Carolina is definitely the worst undefeated team in oh, Division I football. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what happened when you play East Carolina in your second game. Uh, who did they even play the first game? Uh, some some scrub team. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Mean, when, when you start a GA as you're starting QB the first couple of games, then, I mean, come on. I mean, we know what's going to happen. Yep. Yep. It was a bad showing. Um, I guess to recap last week, how how'd you feel about your picks last week? Well, I think what I really learned is now the thing is, is we, we didn't get to watch Ohio State that first week because we were at, we were at Carver Finley watching uh-huh. Wolfpack. But one thing I learned is Ohio State does not have a defense, like people were saying. I mean, you got to hand it off to Oregon for them going at Ohio State and taking down the Buckeyes. So Oregon's real. Um, State, well, State's going to State. Dude, Jesus. That that was honestly brutal. I mean, does Dave Dorn know how to adjust? Does he know how to adjust ever? No. Because his adjustments are awful. The guy has never won a big game, unless you consider maybe the time they beat Notre Dame in the hurricane or whatever. Yeah, the hurricane game. That was yes, awesome. the hurricane game. But the guy 
he just he can't win a big game. It's just the same thing over and over again. But the ACC is so weak that at the end of the year, you're winning eight games. That's I mean that's basically how it is. So I mean th- those are probably my two takeaways. If you beat Mississippi State, you're going into Clemson most likely what three and zero, and you potentially could have had a night game, but I no, could have had game day. You could have had game day, but no, you blew it and you blew it bad. Like that, I mean that wasn't even close. And the third down, that third down, uh, third and goal, the little jump pass. What was that, dude? The jump pass needs to never happen again. Oh. For that program, it was terrible. I mean, those are my two takeaways: is state, typical state, and then um, Ohio State, no defense whatsoever. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough sledding for the Wolfpack. Ask for damn sure. So on the week last week, you were two and three, first negative week of the season of the season, and that brings you to six and six overall. Um, like you said, good like good takeaways, dude. The, the Arkansas game. You had some nads to take that. And I even mentioned, you know, they yeah. want to take Arkansas money line and they got it done on the field. That was awesome to see. They, that, that wasn't even close. The score is not – like, that game was not even close. Oh, no. no. Texas got their ass whooped. I keep on hearing Texas talk about, like, we weren't ready. We weren't prepared. They're still the lo- little brother and everything like that. Well, you guys got your asses kicked, honestly. Like, that game was not even competitive. And, man, the job Pittman has done there in just year two – I mean, incredible. I mean, just incredible stuff. And for Steve Sarkeesian, he's going to have to go back to the drawing board after that one because, wow. Yep, that but was hey, a spanking. Do you think – uh, That's what you're uh, going to get in the SEC, though, whenever you go there. So you better get used to it. It's like you said, you're going to get paid more to lose. Yeah, basically. I hope they like those checks because they're definitely not going to win anymore. Do you think that USC calls Sam Pittman? I don't know what USC is going to do. I really, I don't really know what USC, I don't even know if they know what they're doing. I mean, if you're going to fire, if there was really that much, there was like that much room for air, like there was no room at all, why didn't you just fire the guy after last year? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. They strung him along. That's you like a breakup. You fire him after two games into the season. I mean, and I understand Stanford was a bad loss, especially the way. Stanford got destroyed the first their first game of the year to K State, but I mean, it, it just doesn't make it, just fire the guy after last year. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I agree. It was really like it's like a Jersey Shore relationship where they just get strung along and then they're heartbroken at the end of the season yeah. or something like that. It was, and we 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 knew the right was on the wall. I mean, what do we say for the uh, win totals? We said if he won nine games, he's probably getting fired. <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't even get to figure that out. I mean, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, they got a whole season to go for it, see who they want their coach to be. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're going to get a big name. I think there's no doubt about that. But, I mean, shoot, the way the, the way Urban Meyer has his team at uh, Jacksonville right now, maybe he takes a look at it. But he said he's not. But we'll see. They'll get a big name. Yeah, you never know with Urban. Um, and I'll go ahead and jump to uh, my week last week. I was four and three last week, so still positive. Haven't had a negative week yet, knocking on wood. And that brings me to 11 and four overall on the season. Only had one loss going into week two. Um, yeah, so we discussed USC. Um, they're terrible, but they got it done. Pitt minus three. Again, like Pitt was just better than Tennessee. Tennessee had a lot of turnovers and 
Like they they definitely shot themselves in the foot uh, numerous times. But I mean, Pitt was definitely the better team if you actually watched the game. Tennessee would have been lucky to pull it out at home um, if they were a little bit friendlier to themselves. But I mean, start to finish, uh, maybe not start to finish, just Tennessee is whooping up on Pitt. I'd say from second quarter to the end of the game, Pitt was the better team. Um, I was accurate when I thought Virginia Tech was kind of open up that offense. Um, they, they put it on Middle Tennessee. That game wasn't close at all. Never really sweated that. And then on um, the interesting game game of the week, uh, me and Jason took Iowa plus four and a half, and you were on Iowa State. And Iowa ended up getting it done on the field, yeah. and that just adds on to the to the years that Iowa State cannot beat Iowa. Yeah, I mean that was. I I mean I really don't know. I I don't know what else to say, but like, I mean, and now I. Now I was in the top five. I mean, you also – you got to have more than 200 yards of offense, though. I mean, you're not going to – you can't win. You think you're going to beat Alabama with 200 yards of offense? No. They're going to destroy you. So, it's just – I don't know. I guess we'll see how the rest of the season goes on. But that was – it's just a – just a game of two, two defenses that just dominated. Kind of like that Penn State-Wisconsin game that first week. Like Georgia Clemson. Yeah. Or that was just bad offense. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. You know, they'll still probably kill State next week. So, yeah, you never know. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey, Brett, I think we're both eyeing the first game on both of our cards. Are we doing it? Yeah, go for it. All right. So let's go to Morgantown, West Virginia. Not going to lie, I thought Virginia Tech may have been like a five point favorite coming into this game. And West Virginia's favorited by three points. Did you guys just get a bunch of people back from COVID that were out the first two games, or did your quarterback go to like Peyton Manning's passing academy? I, I think, I think the main thing is is it's in Morgantown. I I really think that's it. It's going to be a sold out stadium. They just announced that today, so it's going to be sold out. I think. Um, I think that's really the main reason. I mean, I'll be, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm taking West Virginia to cover the three. Oh man! And <laughs> am I going to regret this? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I think is it Virginia Tech is actually really good this year, or was it UNC which is that overrated? I think because we don't know. I mean, could it have been that UNC was just that overrated? I, I think that's what we're going to – the only thing that worries me about Virginia Tech is you guys have a mobile QB, and we do not do well against mobile QBs <laughs> whatsoever, <laughs> especially when we play the three-three-five crap. I, I hate the three-three-five. It's You never get pressure on the QB. But I think that – I mean, I think this game is going to be a sold-out game. Two rivals going head-to-head. That's why – if it was in Blacksburg, I think it would be the opposite. I think it would be probably Virginia Tech opening as like a six-point favorite, honestly. I think that's how much they're taking into consideration the home field advantage in this one. So I I, get to, I know which way you're going. Yeah, well, I'm definitely taking Tech the three points. I mean, like I said, I thought that we would open up as maybe a five-point favorite even at West Virginia because, I mean, home field advantage, they usually say, or maybe it's only in the NFL, usually like three-point swing, like on the total. So. What, uh, why didn't we go to this game? We should have gone to this. I have a wedding this weekend. Oh. Uh, 
No, we should have. No, whenever. And I think they're going to start playing the Black Diamond Trophy a lot more. So we, we missed it when it was um, at the Redskins Stadium uh, yeah, a couple years back. So we'll definitely catch it on one of these days. Um, but, yeah, give me the Hokies. I think we get it done on the field, similar to like an Iowa-Iowa State uh, trend. I, I don't think we're going to need it. So, um, yeah, let's go Hokies. You're taking your Mountaineers. So this is this is truly, I mean, play, play of the week for us, you know. A lot of riders. It really is. It really is. It, it will be. It's an interesting game because, like I said, I think we we only know about Virginia Tech that first week, mm-hmm. and was it Virginia Tech is actually back, or was it UNC was just that overrated? And we're we're going to talk about UNC probably a little later because I have one of their picks as well. All right, cool. Um, so I'll take us to the next one since I am leader in the clubhouse for the show, and I was for the week. Uh, let's go to Bloomington. Got the Bearcats of Cincinnati going into there and facing an Indiana team that, again, win totals for Big Ten. I said I think they're a little overrated, and they definitely showed it week one. Um, they ended up getting it done last week, but I see Indiana as a bottom-tier team in their conference, and Cincinnati is the best team hands down in their conference. So Cincinnati, they opened as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's now up to four. So I'm going to go ahead and take it before it hops at four and a half, five. So it's like in the Bearcats minus four against a subpar Indiana team who had a lot of luck last season. And I don't think they're really as good um, as their eight win win total is. Yep. I also have that one. I'm also taking Cincinnati to cover the four points. Um, like you said, I mean, they just got the um, Indiana just got killed at the very beginning against Iowa, which was supposed to be a competitive game. I think they had their wonder season last year in an odd year due to COVID as well. And Michael Penix Jr., I mean, I I just don't think they're going to be – I think Cincinnati's – Cincinnati's underrated because they're not in a power five – or a power five um, – one of the top conferences, I should say. Yeah. So, I think – I honestly think if you put Cincinnati in the ACC, Big 12 – they're probably going to be up there. They're probably going to be one of the top ones. Maybe not in the SEC, but ACC, Big 12, maybe even Big 10, they're going to be up there. So, yeah, take, give me the Bearcats. They got a solid quarterback and Desmond Ritter, solid running back, good defense. Go ahead and put me down for them as well. All right, cool. Let's do it. Well, our favorite programs uh, that we adore and love, we're going against each other, and then we're coming together for some unity for Cincinnati. I'll take us to the next spot. This, I really don't think it's going to be very competitive of a game because I don't know if this team will have a lot of competitive games this year. So uh, let's go ahead and go down to game tool. Sorry, Joel, we're taking Bama. 14 and a half points. I take it up to 18. Emory Jones, I don't think he's it. Even if y'all use that backup quarterback, who the whole team apparently per the final bomb show seems to love. Y'all don't have enough for this Bama defense or this offense. For This is a layup. I mean, I would take Bama first half at 14 and a half, to be quite honest. But if I can get it for the whole game, let's do it. Roll, tide, roll, rammer, jammer, and give me that Bama first half on there. I don't know what it's at yet, but, you know, we're taking it. So I'm laying Bama 14 and a half for the game and Bama first half. Joel, y'all don't have a shot. You're not keeping it close. This is also one of my games that I also took Bama to cover the 14 and a half. <laughs> Joel, I actually talked, Joel called me the other day. I talked to Joel for like an hour and 45 minutes on the show, the, on the, on the phone the other day. And so the whole thing is, 
it's basically a QB thing. Emory Jones has been getting the start. Anthony Richardson has been the main guy that has just come in and wowed the fans. But I do know Anthony Richardson did get hurt in that last game. So I don't know. I don't know if it's been told if he's going to definitely play or not. But Dan Mullen hasn't been able to give him the start. But Joel, it's not going to matter. <laughs> I mean, I, I the only thing I think that can keep this close. I think this game watch will be close for maybe the first half. I do just because I think the atmosphere is going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to. I think it's going to be wild. But at the same time. I just the what we've seen from Alabama. I think maybe Bryce Young might get a little jitters in the first half, which is why I think it might be close. But the guy just looks as cool as can be for a freshman. So, yeah, g- give me the give me Bama fourteen and a half cover. Roll Tide, roll. Our guest last week, Jason Campbell, would be proud of us. Um, excuse me. So I played two plays there. So I have four. You have three on the board. Take us somewhere. Uh, let's go to Happy Valley. Oh, or Penn State versus Auburn. This this atmosphere will this will probably be one of the best atmospheres we've seen in quite some time. I mean, not only is it in Happy Valley, which sells out one hundred six thousand every single time, but it's the famous wideout. Wideout, which I don't know about you, but that's on my bucket list for sure. Is going to a wideout game, mm-hmm. but um. Both teams coming in undefeated. Penn State with a huge win over Wisconsin in week one. I I don't know if this game will be close, honestly. Their favorite, Penn State's favorite by five. Give me the Nanny Lions to cover the five. All I've heard about is the first couple of weeks is Bo Nix has looked pretty well and they've played no name teams. Yeah, they haven't played anyone. They well, they haven't played anybody. But whenever Bo Nix goes into a hostile environment and there's pressure on him. He folds. I mean, that's just how it is at this point. So I think he's going to go in there. I think he's going to fold like he always does. And I think I would honestly take Penn State to cover probably up to eight points, honestly, because I think I think their defense will be able to stop Bo Nix. I think they'll be able to score enough to kind of run up the score a little bit. So go ahead and give me Penn State to cover. Cool. So I don't have a play on this game, but 9-1-0 Coastal BBQ does. Smoking hot pick of the week, Auburn plus five. So going up against Brett, um, oh they think that Auburn's, yeah, they think that Auburn's going to get it done on the field. Uh, they said they really don't even need the points. So if Wait, you're feeling what, if you're feeling froggy, go ahead sprinkle a little bit on that Auburn money line. But yep, Auburn first, Auburn plus five is the smoking hot pick of the week from nine one zero Coastal Barbecue. Oh my gosh! Think Bone Nix and that offense is going to stay stroking. And they're going to say smoking, smoking that good stuff. This will be interesting to see. Um, again, you know how I play games. I try to get a read on it. I don't have a read on Bo Nix yet, and that's the reason why I can't play it. On but the, side. The, the thing is, is, we've seen the Bo Nix the past couple of years. Like, we know what he does in big games. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's what it all comes down to. You can, you can beat all the cupcake schools that you want and look great with your 20 out of 22 or whatever. But when it comes down to the business and you're playing a real defense, Bo Nix, he folds. And that's just – that's how it always is. That's how it's always been. Yeah, I see this game Penn State winning by double digits or Auburn winning by three. And I, I, I just don't know. 
I don't know. So I'm staying away. I want nothing to do with that game. See, that, that, I'm so confident in that one, I would lock that one. Like, that's – I'm pretty confident in that one. Do maybe, you think – Maybe that, I'm completely wrong, but I, I'm pretty confident in that because I know what Bo Nix does. Yeah. Do you think Bo Nix's best game was uh, – did they play Texas this freshman year? First game of the season, and he threw that incredible pass. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. was that was it was Oregon, wasn't it? Oh, it might have been. Or I think it was in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm, that dude. That's gonna be an ugly game. It, it's gonna be an ugly, but I don't. I think the atmosphere will make up for it, especially college game days going there as well. That's where game day is. Oh, it's not in Gainesville. No, no. They didn't wow. I need to get up with the times. No, that's interesting. Well, good luck to both of you. Um, I'd say this for our listeners. If I had to pick a side, I would go with Penn State because I think Bo Nix is a choke artist. And I think the Penn State defense may be good enough to hold an Auburn offense that can't throw up a lot of points. I mean, dude, they played West Johnson. <laughs> They're not playing anybody. Like me and you could throw for 15 out of 18 or something like that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Okay. So um, we got Brett, Penn State, laying the five, smoking hot pick of the week from now on, Coastal Barbecue, Auburn plus five, but they don't even think they need it. They think Auburn gets it down the field. All right. So that'll be a pretty nice uh, clash to see. I'll play the next game. Uh, let's go to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Go keep it here in the ACC, about an hour down the road from here in Charlotte. Um, we're playing Wake minus five. I look at this game very simple. It's a very healthy program with a team that loves each other versus a toxic program right now in Florida State. I don't know what the hell they're doing. But Dave Clawson, I don't think he can get out coached by Mike Norville. Wake's at home. I think they know that they need this win. I mean, the line open at Wake minus six and a five, or, or excuse me, Wake minus six and a half, and now it's down to Wake minus five. So public bet on Florida State, all those buildings didn't get in Vegas that are nice, shiny, and bright for no reason. That They know what's up with this game. Wake's going to beat Florida State by two scores. So I'll like five. Just just when we thought Florida State was back after almost beating Notre Dame, which, by the way, Notre Dame – Not good. Oh, my God, they're so overrated. The fact that they're still in the top 15 is unbelievable. They're so underrated mm-hmm. or overrated. And then what was Florida State doing? Jacksonville State, man. I mean, I just, what were they doing? How do you not have guys back there? You just let that guy just run a simple route and then just go straight into the end zone. It just blew my mind. Did so, you I, see? Did you see when they were losing? Florida State had a guy propose to his girlfriend on the sideline. I, I did not see that. Like, dude, they're more they're more like concerned about getting it. Like, do you got to do that after a win? Can you do it in the middle of a game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not touching this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Wake Forest beat them by a touchdown or two, honestly. Because you just how can you how can you get up every single day and just want to play for Florida State right now? <laughs> It, it, like seriously, how can you? I mean, I don't know how many guys left there. Give a damn. Wait, I, I, I don't. Wake's got this. I don't, I don't think they do, to be honest. 
But yeah. Yeah. tough sledding for Mike Norvell so far. I mean, Willie Taggart basically did the same thing and got fired. <laughs> like Mike Norvell's actually getting a shot. Yeah. I mean, if if you're a Florida State coach, you just go ahead and collect your money and get some buyout money or whatever. I mean, but really, like, what's the difference between what Mike Norville did and what Willie Taggart did? It's not very different. No, it's not. And he might not make it the rest of the year if he keeps continues like this, honestly. Florida State's going to have a lot of debt to pay if they keep paying these buyouts. That's true, too. I think at one point you have to trust the coach to kind of do it. I mean, it's kind of the same thing for Tennessee, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing for kind of a lot of these programs, Texas as well. They just – they can't get back on track. Yeah, and speaking of, like, the Florida State-Notre Dame game, Florida State almost beat – or a, a bad Florida State team almost beat a very mediocre Notre Dame team. And it's like I say every year, like you saw with Arkansas last week, it's the Notre Dame-Texas-USC, that whole tripod of great programs. They're always overrated. Fade them. Fade the hell out of them. So yep. I'm going to do it this week. All right, Brett, take us somewhere. All right, I'm going to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I think this game is very interesting. Uh, Virginia Cavaliers are coming to town to take on the Tar Heels. Virginia just crushed Illinois last week. I know it's Illinois, so you're kind of like, what? Like, who cares? But they're an eight-point underdog, so I'm going to go ahead and take them to cover the eight. The last image we really have of USC is just getting manhandled by the Hokies. Sam Howe looking terrible. The whole offensive line looking awful. So Virginia might not win, but as long as they just lose by a touchdown, I cover. So I'm going to go ahead and take them to cover the eight points. Cool. Um, I agree with you. That's what I'm playing. It was one of my favorite plays of the week. And this is going to get my trap hole under to hit, like without a doubt. I think Brennan Armstrong's the best quarterback in the ACC so far this year. Virginia has some dudes on both sides of the ball. I mean, Virginia's played tougher. Virginia's played two, like, decent teams. Um, they have more passing yards than Chapel Hill. I think Chapel Hill runs the ball a little bit better, but, Virginia, but Virginia's offense just looks a lot better. We haven't really seen them spiral out. The Chapel Hill defense, um, I mean, they, I guess the Virginia Tech game, they played all right, but I'm not really expecting too much for them. Again, in like a lot of games this season, like the Kenny Pickett-Tennessee play, I think this comes down as a quarterback play, and I think Armstrong's better than Sam Howell. I mean, across the board, like Sam Howell may be drafted before him, but when it comes to college football game in that program, dude, UVA, they're going to cover the spread, and they may just get it done on the field. I think they will. So I'm also taking the Wahoos. Nice. I agree. All right, uh, give us another one. All right, this is my last play. So I have BYU at home versus Arizona State. We're going to the Pac-12 a little bit, and BYU being independent. But BYU just beat Utah last week, a Utah team that was in the top 25. And so now Utah comes to town. This is a top 25 matchup, and BYU is – a four-point underdog. So I'm going to take them to cover the four points against Arizona State. I understand that Arizona State has been playing well as of late as well, but I don't know. I just like the BYU team. 
especially when you go to Utah and beat the Utes. I just, I kind of like, I kind of like them doing that. So that it wasn't at Utah. It was at BYU again, but yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I like, if you're playing in Utah and you beat them by nine points, I kind of like where you are. So I'm not very familiar with these teams, but I'm going to go ahead and take BYU to cover the four. Nope. Heard that. Uh, no play for me. So I will take us to the next spot. Um, revenge game from last week. The dumbest play I made last week, Washington. Why the hell did I, I take know. Washington? It, they have the worst offense I think I've ever seen. Like, I think Kansas is Kansas offense might be. Well, let's let's slow the roll a little bit. Okay, maybe not Kansas or Vanderbilt, but Washington's offense is terrible. Um, and I, I, I'm this is sincerely just going to be a boat race because I don't think that they can score points. They have an Arkansas State team that's a top tier team in their conference. Uh, they're going into Seattle to play the Huskies. Uh, their offense put up forty points the first game. 50 points last week and a loss against Memphis. So their defense isn't very stout, but they, they can score the ball. They throw it, they run it, you know, they, they do it all. And they have some playmakers too. Like that Memphis game, they threw up almost three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So they know how to rally, just didn't get it done. Um, they dug themselves in a little bit of a hole, but I don't think Washington can put anyone in a hole to be quite honest if they can't score in Arkansas State's getting 16 and a half points. Holy yeah. hell. This was a Washington team that was coming to the year top 25 team mm-hmm. as well. And then yep. you lose to Montana or whatever. And then now you just get killed by Michigan. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, nine times out of 10, Washington can't. If Arkansas and Washington played the same teams week after week, Arkansas State would score more points than Washington in almost every game. And I expect them to beat Washington. And Washington's starting off 3-0. and And if I think that they can win this game – 60% of the time, I'm getting 16 and a half points. Washington, what's Washington going to do? Throw up what they did. Oh, let's look at what they did. Washington, 7, seven to 13 and a loss and 10 to 31 and a loss. I'm getting 16 and a half with a good offense. Give it here all day, every day. Favorite play of the week, maybe lock of the year, Arkansas State covering 16 and a half. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Wow, that's this a is, bold. This is it. Bet it, bet it, bet it. Washington can't do anything. They look nervous. Like they, they, they look on it's like they're playing with a bar of soap. Like with the only yeah, I'm pretty nervous too after I lost to Montana the first week of the season. And then just go in and get killed by Michigan. Which which again, people think because Michigan killed. Washington, like, oh, my God, is, is Michigan back? But, I mean, shoot, the way Ohio State's playing with the lack of defense they have right now, I think the Big, T- Big Ten is kind of open, honestly. I know it still runs through Ohio State usually, but I think it, I think it's going to be a little interesting this year. I really yeah. do. I, I think it is, too. Ohio State, they, they have some holes to fill in that defense. Um, but, but, again, like, Washington – has scored 17 points all season, all season, and seven of them were against an FCS team. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Jesus. Okay, so really liking uh, the Red Wolves out of the Sun Belt. So that's a play. And I have one more on the card. I, I think I took it personally. I kind of want to play it. 
If you took it personally, you might as well put it out there for the yeah, people here. Uh, okay. I'll tell you the play and then let me know your thoughts. So we saw ECU last week. I don't think they did anything against South Carolina that South Carolina that would impress me. They're a 10-point underdog to Marshall. I think Marshall covers 10 against ECU. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt that, honestly. I don't hate the play. Where's it at? It's in Huntington. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate the play. I mean, what did ECU – what did you take away from that ECU game that you're like, oh, man. like they're gonna I didn't take anything away from ECU. South Carolina's that bad. I know. Well, I guess – I mean, that could be a toss-up, though, but I, I don't hate the play. I'm playing it. I'm taking the thundering herd. So, uh, Chase, I'm riding with you. I mean, dude, how many SEC – just SEC versus SEC matchups. How many 31 and a half point underdogs do you see that's not Vanderbilt? Not many. South Carolina's that bad this year. Are they is are they at 31 and a half to Georgia? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, South Carolina's 2 0 though right now. The worst 2 0 team in D1 football. I mean, Hey, two knows two and oh, but I mean I think they're gonna get a little taste of medicine this weekend, I would say. Um, I don't know what the line is for Georgia first half. Georgia might cover this 31 and a half, dude. Is Stetson Bennett playing again or is JT Daniels back? I haven't heard anything. I don't think it's been announced. I, I mean, I don't know if it's really gonna matter, to be honest. I mean, last week I said as a personal plan, I actually did take it. I took the Georgia UAB under 44. Georgia scored 56. Like, it was done by halftime. Wow. I didn't – so I'm looking it up, and Stetson Bennett's actually on the injury list himself. Oh, both Georgia quarterbacks? Yeah. He's dealing with a strained back right now. Uh, one of them will come out and play. I mean, they, they don't even need to play. They probably just need to run the ball the whole time, honestly. And they With that defense, you're probably going to – you're probably solid for two touchdowns on the defensive side anyway. Mm. If we're being honest. That Georgia offense was humming last week. It was. It wasn't humming the week one, though, I can tell you that. Yeah, it was against a stout Clemson defense, of course not. I mean, we have to remember, the only touchdown I was scored there was literally a defensive touchdown, or else that game was 3-3. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the truth. Kind of like a Virginia Tech situation. They want to open it up and see what they got. Yeah. All right. Well, any more games you want to talk about? I'm out of picks. Not playing that Georgia one. I think – I just think this – this weekend will be interesting. I think we're going to learn a little bit more this week. We'll learn how more dominant uh, Alabama is, honestly. We're, I think we're going to learn a little bit more about Auburn in that hostile environment. We're going to learn both about both our teams in Virginia Tech and West Virginia. Oh, yeah. So I think I think there's a lot to learn this weekend. Not, not crazy slate. But I think there's decent enough games at each time of the day where it's not going to be bad. 
Yeah, uh, the the disappointing part to me is Alabama and Florida. I really wish it was going to be a better game, but I think it's going to be a blowout. I, I just I, – I haven't watched – I mean, Florida's played what? They played South Florida last week, which we know what South Florida's about. We saw them in person. They're awful. State played better against South Florida than Florida did. Yeah, I know. But I don't take anything away from that after the way we saw State play last weekend. But I think I think it's going to be interesting to see. I I really don't think it's going to be close. I mean, it might be close first half, like I said, but I just don't. I don't think. I mean, this is the crazy thing is is this was one of Nick Saban's best defenses they're seeing, and we know how many good defenses he's had. I so I think. I think right now it's Alabama at the very top and kind of everybody else is kind of mid-tier. For sure. All right, just going to throw one game out there randomly, then we can recap. What do you think about Duke being a three-point underdog to Northwestern? I think probably Northwestern would – Duke's bad. I think Northwestern could very well cover that. I mean, Northwestern's bad too, though. We saw that the first week against Michigan State. So – Boy, I all I would recommend is do not watch that game because that game will be awful to watch probably. Four o'clock ACC network. Uh, Duke looked pretty good against a, a very strong, powerful uh, North Carolina A&T program. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, they lost. So let's let's compare side by side. Duke looked very good against a good A&T program. And Northwestern won 24-6 against Indiana State, who I know nothing about their football program but I don't think it's good. I mean, I just don't think that's going to be a good game to watch anyway. Where, where's that game at? Durham. I mean, maybe I guess there'll be about 10 fans there to cheer on both teams, honestly. Wallace Wade outdoor? Yeah. Boy, that would – what a terrible game to go to. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'd probably still take Northwestern to cover, honestly. I think at home, Duke has to win that game. They're an underdog, which scares me. I know. I, I think we also got to talk about if they lose that game. Like, Cutcliffe, I think it's time to hang it up after this year. Yeah. Oh, I think no matter what, he's getting forced out. Um, I it is coming. It is coming. Like, cut as much good as you did. Like, you, you've you eclipsed the apex to where you start, start regressing a little bit. Like, he didn't. I will say he's going to leave the program better off than when he got there, but he didn't pass it at the right time. He was a no, couple years too late. It's slowly digressing every single year too. I mean, that that's the main thing. Like, I, yeah, that game I do not recommend watching, and I probably won't be watching, so not to worry about that. All right, well, let's go ahead and recap. Uh, let's start out with the smoking hot pick of the week. Stay smoking. Um, 910 Coastal Barbecue is taking Auburn plus five. Go ahead, sprinkle a little bit on the money line if you're feeling fraudy. And we'll go through my card first. So I am taking Virginia Tech plus three, Cincinnati lay in four, Bama lay in 14 and a half against the Gators. Also, Bama first half. Um, I'll, I'll always let you know what I, what I take it out next week. It's going to hit. Uh, Wake lay in five to a very bad Seminoles program. Arkansas State plus 16 and a half going into Seattle, Washington. Taking Marshall, laying 10 with the Pirates coming into town. And UVA uh, catching eight in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. 
All right, and Brett, of course, is taking his beloved West Virginia Mountaineers. Three-point favorite against Virginia Tech. He's also on Cincy minus four with me. We're aligning as well at Bama laying 14 and a half against the Gators. I don't think that'll be a sweat. He's going against our sponsor, 910 Coastal BBQ, and he's saying Penn State laying five. Uh, again, aligning with me, UVA plus eight in his solo pick of the week, BYU plus four. You really feel good about BYU plus four? No, but I think it's – I think it's – I mean, like I said, you beat Utah. I think you're a solid team as it is. So, I, Arizona State's not terrible. I mean, they, Arizona State's – they kind of have their ups and downs, though, you know? I mean, I, I'm a big Herm Edwards fan, though. I really do like him, Herm Edwards. I think he's a fantastic guy. But I'm going to – I'm going to take it. Do I know much about either teams? And probably will I stay up for that game, which probably won't until – 1 a.m.? Probably not, but I think it'll be a good game. Cool. No, I think it'll be a good game, too. Well, Brett, you know, I'm pulling for you all week. We have a lot of picks that were in alignment, but I hope you lose one game this week. That's it. Yeah. I just want you to lose one. Just lose one. Will you get to watch that game at all? Um, Is that a that's noon kick, right? It's noon. Yeah, the wedding, I think the wedding's at four. So I'll, I'll get the whole game in. And the funny thing is the wedding we're going to, the wedding's on the beach, and our beach house that we're staying in is, like, right across the street. So I get to take it down till about, you know, like, 20 minutes till the ceremony before I literally just have to walk out of my front door. Um, yeah, you'll be able to get all of it in probably. Yeah. I, I think, you know, part of me hopes we don't know the final outcome in the last five minutes of the game because I want it to be that good. But I'd like, I'd like to see us beat the hell out of West Virginia. I mean, I like to see us be the hell out of you guys, honestly. Yeah. I, right. I think I think that game will tell a lot about both teams, too. Like, was UNC that overrated, or is West Virginia just that bad? I mean, yeah, and we're going to find out about Chapel Hill, too. That's why we play the game. Yeah. I do. I, I agree, too. And they're probably not going to have many fans there after that loss to Virginia Tech. That They're kind of a bunch of fair-weather fans, honestly. So They are. We'll see how well they pack it in there as well. So, but – Another week of football, another week of excitement. So I'm All ready. Right. Yep, let's do it. We'll chop it up on Saturday. All-